Hello and welcome to Not For Discussion. I'm your host, Brock Losing, joined today by Trevor. Trevor, how you doing, man? Pretty good. I mean, it's Super Bowl week and my Chiefs are in it for the second straight year, so it can't be too bad. Yeah, you can't complain. It's, <laughs> it's a Life's good time of the year. Life's good. Yeah, this is probably my favorite, and we're doing a Super Bowl preview, by the way, but this is probably <laughs> my favorite like major sporting event. I'll take it over the NBA Finals. I'll take it over the Masters, uh, anything really, college football championship. I think the Super Bowl is probably my favorite. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I will put up right here that I look forward to more in the sports calendar is the first two days of March Madness, just because there is an endless amount of games on. But, I mean, the Super Bowl is the pinnacle of sports. Like, this is as big as it gets. It's the biggest stage. The Lombardi Trophy. Oh, man. (laughs) Need that. Yep, so... We'll be covering Super Bowl. We've got um, predictions, keys to the um, Kansas City and Tampa Bay, making you know the case for each team what they need to do to win. Some X factors. We're gonna throw in our prop bets, and then uh, give our prediction at the end. So we'll go ahead and get started here. Um, we'll start with Kansas City. They are the favorite to win right now on ESPN. They're a three-point favorite. I've seen some sides three and a half. So. Three, three and a half. Kansas City is the favorite playing in Tampa Bay. Kind of a home field advantage for Tampa Bay. We already talked about that uh, a couple pods back. But, I mean, what are your keys for Kansas City to pull this one out? You know, first and foremost, I think that they have to slow down the pass rush of Tampa. Um, I think everybody by this point knows that the Chiefs are going to be starting four backup offensive linemen. Uh, LDT sat out for the season because, you know, he's saving the earth as a COVID nurse up in Canada. Um, Eric Fisher tore his ACL last, uh, last game. Schwartz has been out for a long time and Osimile tore his Achilles, uh, like week four. So, I mean, it's going to be a super banged up offensive line with a bunch of guys playing out of position, including two tackles that are playing out of position against one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. So you'll probably see a heavy dose of screens from the Chiefs whether that's Tyreek, whether that's McCole Hardman, whether that's running back out of the backfield, Anthony Sherman, Travis Kelsey, you never know with Andy Reid, but they're probably going to use a lot of screens. Ch- uh, chipping edge rushers when tight ends are going out on routes is going to be big. And then communication is the biggest thing for me. With four backups and two tackles being out of position, like I already mentioned, this group has not got much time together. So communication is a little bit of a worry, but these guys are all veterans. So I don't expect them to lack on communication, but it needs to be absolutely perfect for them to have any sort of good performance against. I mean, this pass rush is dominant and absolutely wrecked the Packers offensive line in the NFC Championship game. So definitely room for concern there, and that's that's my biggest worry going into the game. So slow down the pass rush, key number one. Key number two. Get pressure on Tom Brady. We know that he is not near as mobile as he used to be in the pocket. Chris Jones needs to be a home wrecker up the middle. The Chiefs are going to use a lot of blitzes. Uh, Spagnola was the defensive coordinator for both those Giants teams that beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are 2-0 and since he came to Kansas City against Tom Brady. He has been Tom Brady's kryptonite for a long time, and I really think that's why the Chiefs signed him, in all honesty. <laughs> He's going to do uh, a lot of different things, show a lot of different looks in this game. And, I mean, that's his M.O., and I think it's going to be really successful. And I, w- I do expect the Chiefs defense to play well in this game. 
Um, and then my last key to the Chiefs winning this game is finishing drives with touchdowns. Uh, there was three times in the first game where the Chiefs got in the red zone and did not score a touchdown. They had two field goals and a fumble that resulted in a turnover. That just can't happen in this game. They, the long drives when the, when Mahomes is balling out and putting us in position to score, we have to finish with touchdowns or else Tom Brady is going to do Tom Brady things and come from behind and win this game. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get out of Tom Brady. I mean, you can well, never count the guy out. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. You never, yeah. He, 28 to 3, he came back from that in a Super Bowl, and the Chiefs have set themselves up to let teams come back basically all year, but have made one or two plays to, to hold on to their leads. That's not how they should play this game. That, not at all. Yeah. I want to touch on your first key. I think that's, I think that's the most important, honestly. You're right. Um, you know, mixed communication. These guys haven't had a ton of reps playing together. It's the biggest stage of the game, and then going against a top defensive pass rush. I think that's going to be the most interesting matchup for me. Um, not necessarily the wide receivers of the Chiefs going against Antoine Winfield and the young Bucks secondary, but it's going to start in the trenches with this game. I mean, the the media has driven it all week. Like, no. I everybody's heard it at this point that this is going to be a super banged up group. And I mean, they are. There is a huge talent gap between the Bucks defensive line and the guys that are going to be playing on the Chiefs offensive line. So everything's going to have to be perfectly sound with that unit for them to slow down a pass rush that's dominated everybody that's stepped in their way in the last month. So yeah, but honestly, like I couldn't think of a better. I couldn't think of a better like skill position group to get the ball out quickly. You said it with the screen to Tyree Kill. I can see them doing that a lot. Um, just Mahomes makes great decisions and he's athletic. So, uh, interesting note: the first two times these uh, two teams played this year, that is the quickest snap to the quarterback getting rid of the ball rate that uh, two quarterbacks have had this entire season. With Tom Brady and Mahomes. So both of these quarterbacks are going to be getting the ball out really quick in this game. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup for the Chiefs going against the Bucks defense. The Bucks have had a good defense all year, um, especially their linebackers. I'll get to that here in a minute. So I'll go ahead and give my keys for the Bucks to win this game. So they're the underdog, technically, three, three and a half points. So, But whenever you have Tom Brady, he's my first key. Um I mean, the guys, this is going to be his 10th Super Bowl, so if you need any kind of experience of any situation, he's been in pretty much all of them. Like you said, down 28-3, to um, been in shootouts with the Eagles that one year. He's, I think he was 23 or 24 when he first went to his first Super Bowl. So, I mean, he's got the experience. It's his first time without Bill Belichick, but him and Bruce Aarons have been good this year, um, filling the gap. But, I mean, it starts with Brady for me with the Buccaneers if they're going to win. He's got to take care of the ball, make smart decisions. He's got plenty of great wide receivers to distribute the ball to. A couple of tight ends as well. I'm not sure if Cameron Braid will play, but I mean he's got Todd Gron- or Grod- Gronkowski, excuse me. So that kind of connection could come alive in the Super Bowl. We don't know. I mean Gronk could somehow end up being the MVP. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. But he had a really good game the first time. I'll get into that later though. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's Brady. Take care of the ball. He's got all the experience in the world. There's probably going to be times where Bruce Arians asking Brady, what do you want to do? Because he's been in the situation so many times. So that's my first key to the game. Second, kind of want to stick with Tom Brady, but it's going to be the deep ball. 
um, being selective with their deep shots and making the most of them. I've watched the Bucks play a lot this year just because they're a high-profile team. They get a lot of national TV games, so I've gotten to watch them quite a few times. Mike Evans, big deep ball wide receiver. They got Antonio Brown. He can go deep too, and he's also got some kind of connection with Brady the last couple of years, um, playing off and on with him. But even Godwin, I mean, they have great wide receivers, so I think they need to make the most whenever they go deep. Brady's always talking about him working on his deep ball in practice. That's all I hear on like ESPN out of their practice reports. So I think they should try to take advantage of that. If they get the running game going soon. That's going to help with their play action, and then they're going to take their shots deep. And I know Bruce Arian loves to be a gunslinger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he had Jameis Winston, that's all they did was just throw, throw, throw. So if they get those uh, that running game going, I think they can go deep a lot too. I, I definitely think that that's going to be a big part of this game because they, the Chiefs took away a lot of their underneath stuff in the first matchup and they were able, there was three plays I believe where they were able to connect deep. Godwin had a diving catch. Gronk had one down the middle and then Mike Evans had a double move for a touchdown on a fourth down in the second half. So, I mean, they, they showed that they were able to do it in the second half of that game the first time. And I think they're, that's what they're going to be trying to do a lot in this one. Yeah. And then my last key, um, I kind of already hinted a little bit, and I'll go into it later on even more, but it's a huge matchup. Like you were talking about the Chiefs offensive line versus the Bucks front seven. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul and then the three linebackers they have, they're all studs uh, with Devin White, Levante David, so Shaq Barrett. Not going to go into it too much more because you've already talked about it, but I think it, the Bucks definitely need to take advantage of that mismatch and, you know, make the most of it. I mean, most of the time they don't even need a banged-up offensive line to get their production. Shaq Barrett and JPP are good enough off the edge themselves to go ahead and get to the quarterback, and it's it's scary as a Chiefs fan. It is really scary going in. <laughs> yeah. In that Mike Rimmers is going to be playing left tackle and Wiley's going to be playing right tackle. It's it's not a good place to be in. It's not at all. They yeah. have to take full advantage of it, and I expect them to do it, honestly. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I can't think of a better quarterback for the situation, you know. I mean, you could say Aaron Rodgers maybe or Russell Wilson or Tom Brady, but honestly, Mahomes is, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. If I had to start a franchise with him or go into a Super Bowl, I would want Mahomes, so. Yeah, I mean, that, that should be everybody's pick, but some people like to do trendy picks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So, all right, well, that's what we've got for the keys to the game for Kansas City getting the win and Tampa Bay, what they need to do to execute. So we'll move on to our X factors for both teams. Do you want to go ahead on that? So my X factor for the Chiefs is who I'm going to start with. I just said his name, and it's Mike Rimmers. Uh, he is going to be playing left tackle, and the last Super Bowl he played in where he was playing tackle, he was blocking Von Miller. Von Miller ended up being Super Bowl MVP of that game. He forced two fumbles. He had, like, three sacks. Um, he was absolutely wrecked, uh, the Panthers' offense in that game. He was the biggest reason why the Broncos won that Super Bowl. It was not Peyton Manning at all, and that's why Von Miller won the MVP. So Mike Rimmers cannot have a performance like he had last time in the Super Bowl if the Chiefs want to win this game. Yeah. So I think – when it comes down to offense, you, you know what Mahomes is going to do. You know what Tyreek's going to do. You know what Travis Kelsey's going to do. You have no idea what Mike Remmers is going to do. So that's why I have him as the X factor. 
And then I kind of just stuck with that for my Bucks X Factor. I went with Shaq Barrett because Shaq Barrett has that ability to have a Von Miller type game. And I, I honestly do think if the Bucks win this game, I think Shaq Barrett is the Super Bowl MVP. Like that's how I think this game would have to go for the Bucks to win. It's gonna I mean, have to be a defensive slugfest. He's just like a magnet. Wherever the ball is, he's always going to. I've seen him get interceptions, fumble recovery recoveries all year. Um, yeah, he's a great player. He's a freak. He's an absolute freak. He's pretty young too. I, all their defense is pretty young, except for Pierre Paul, honestly. And Dominic as well. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about him. The rest, of, the rest of that team is really young. Yeah. No, they're set up for a while on the defensive side, at least, if they can keep that linebacker core. Um, those are my expectations as well, actually. We didn't talk about this before. but Yeah, I mean, th- just sticking with the linebackers specifically, Barrett and then Levante David, uh, those guys are studs. They hit hard. Like I said with Barrett, he's just, I don't know. He, I don't know if they use him as a spy at all. I did not look up that. I don't even know where I would find that, but I wonder if he would be a spy at times um, for Patrick Mahomes, just hanging around, see where he goes. Maybe just the first quarter to get a feel for the game, but I think David might be the spy more than... We talked a really? little bit about this on my podcast this week, me and TJ, because I was I was under the impression that I didn't think the Bucks were going to be able to use a QB spy at all in this game, because I didn't see them being able to take attention away from Travis or from Tyreek to be able to like get away with using a spy. But TJ brought up a good point that they're probably going to use their linebackers in the middle of the field in zone most of the time. And once Mahomes breaks the pocket, they are going to forfeit their zone responsibility and turn into a QB spot. Yeah. And immediately start going to the ball because, I mean, both those guys in the middle of the linebacking court are athletic enough to do so. So I think once the play breaks down, it's going to be kind of a who's closest thing, which it might, it might come back to bite them if Travis Kelsey is right behind them, but they're athletic enough to, you know, jump and maybe bat a pass down or get to him or however they need to do it. But it's it's an extremely talented and athletic defensive unit for Tampa Bay. Yeah. If anybody were to slow down the Chiefs this season, I think it's this Bucks defense. Yeah. Even though they did not show it in the first <laughs> matchup. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, how often do we have a Super Bowl matchup that was already played, you know, three months ago or four months ago? In the ago, same stadium. Long? Yeah, it's kind of weird. So that'll be unique, too. And then for my Chiefs, X-Factor, I'm going to go with Mikkel Hardman. I like him a lot. Um, Kind of just a fancy perspective, in a way, is how I started liking him so much, just because he has good opportunities for the Chiefs. So the defense is going to be Tampa Bay's defense, contrary, like you said, on um, Travis Kelsey, you know, Tyree Kill. Those are the two biggest factors you got to keep an eye on. So I can definitely see Miko Hardman getting a 54-yard touchdown this game or even making a play on the return. Um, I mean, you know how exciting that was watching Devin Hester that one year. I'll never forget return the Ooh. touchdown versus the Colts. Like, I could easily – I feel like we're due for that. So I could kind of see that happening. It has been a while since there's been yeah. a return touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's stuff I like to think of is like, man, like, what's due, you know? Like, I, I think the last one, I don't know if we can fact check this, but I think it was Percy Harvin for the Seahawks, or for uh, Percy Harvin in the Seahawks-Broncos uh, game, the game where the Seahawks absolutely beat the brakes off the Broncos um, with Peyton Manning. I believe it was that game to start the second half, but I have no idea if that's true. 
Somebody yeah. listening might fact check me, and if I'm right, I'm going to look smart. And if I'm wrong, you know, it happens a lot. Well, I just Googled it real quick. I'm not going to do a ton of research just because <laughs> I don't want to spend time doing that. But the only player to ever return to Super Bowl's opening kickoff or touchdown was Devin Hester of the Bears. Yeah. So, I, again, that's just opening kickoff. That was crazy to watch. Yeah, I think I think Percy Harvins was to start the second half, but yeah, could be wrong. And then you got the Saints that one year doing the onside kick. The surprise onside <laughs> to start the second half was yeah. Electric. And these these coaches, I mean, Andy Reid, you never know what he's going to do. Also, he's an offensive genius. Bruce Arians, he's going to have to get creative as well. So I mean, I feel like it's just due for some kind of weird play like that to happen. So I'm going to go with Miko Hardman, deep ball threat. Even if he only ends up with three catches, he could still easily have 80-plus yards and a touchdown. So. Yeah, I mean, even if he doesn't catch a pass, he might get a jet sweep or two and take it for 60 yards like he did last last yeah. game against the Bills. So Redeemed himself. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there, there is going to probably be a couple opportunities for McCole Hartman in this game because you they're not going to bring the same game plan and try and stop Tyreek Hill the way they, they did last game because he had 13 catches for 269 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. So a lot of attention is going to be towards him, and I feel like that leaves a speedy receiver on the other side with less attention that can burn you just as easily. Yep. Cool. All right, so that's our X factors for both teams. Just some kind of, you know, not top of the line guys, but they're going to have an impact on the game in one way or another. I really like yours, the left tackle for the Chiefs. I mean, that's going to be huge, especially that's pretty cool with that Von Miller stat you had. So Ugh, it's it, only up from here, right? <laughs> it sickens me. JPP got asked this week um, a question about Mike Rimmers, and JPP did not know who Mike Rimmers was, and he's been in the league for like 10 years. Wow. If that says anything about the production of Mike Rimmers in his career. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Best game be of Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next segment, we'll move on to um, who we think needs to win more. So pretty much we're just going to compare between Mahomes and Tom Brady. I will uh, – I'll start this one off. I think Mahomes needs it more. Honestly, I'll first off start with this. I don't think either guy really needs it more. <laughs> Tom Brady is – I've just heard this, you know, who needs it more. I've seen that on ESPN or the media throughout the week, so I figured we'd do a little shot at it. But I don't think any guy really needs it. Tom Brady has already proven up to this point, in my opinion, that he's the best quarterback that's ever played, at least top two for sure. Um, this is 10th Super Bowl. It's just remarkable numbers. If Drew Brees retires this year, which I think he will, he's going to end up getting the all-time passing yards, probably touchdowns, records as well. So I don't think Tom Brady really has anything to prove. So just because of that, I'll say Mahomes. But really, Mahomes only, what, 25 years old? He's got plenty of of time left. I don't think any guy's under that much pressure to prove himself. Mahomes already proved himself last year, so... I mean, there there is a couple things, I guess, that Tom Brady could be. If he wins the Super Bowl, he now has more Super Bowl victories than any franchise in NFL history, which oh is kind God. of insane. Uh, but, I mean, you're right. He doesn't need to win this game. He obviously is going to want to win this game, but I think Mahomes does need to win this game. Um, he is the favorite, and he's the quarterback who's in his prime. His only playoff loss of his career right now is to Tom Brady. Um, Mahomes is going to have a going to have a really hard time to have a greatest of all time argument ever if he doesn't win this game. The series is two two right now. 
if he goes to 0-2 in the playoffs against Brady, Brady would get his seventh Super Bowl. Like, Mahomes would have to have astronomically better numbers across the board and get up there in Super Bowls to even have an argument. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, this is a legacy question, like 100% on who needs this win more. Because, I mean, fast forward 10 years from now, these are probably going to be the two guys you talk about in the greatest of all time conversation. That's yeah. kind of hard to say, but like that's the track that Mahomes is setting himself on. Brady's obviously already there and has been there for a while. But if he loses this game, he's probably not ever going to be in that conversation. And I know he wants to be. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I mean, it's not too early for me to say that Mahomes is already, you know, we can start thinking about greatest ever conversation because barring any injury, he is going to, he's already proven enough that he's going to be a top, top quarterback ever. But I never really thought about the point like, um, he's, he's only lost to Brady in the playoffs, he said. This is a matchup that could be a turning point, you know, like, hey, I did beat Brady one-on-one in the Super Bowl. So that's, yeah, that's an interesting and he take. could be the first quarterback since Brady to go back-to-back, yeah. set himself for the up for the opportunity to be the first quarterback ever to three-peat or first team ever to three-peat. So, I mean, I think I don't think Mahomes has too much writing on the line, obviously, like – his career isn't over if he doesn't lose this if he loses this game like he's going to be fine if he loses this game but legacy wise it will take a hit on him long term all right so both kind of going with Mahomes on that uh, we'll move on to prop bets the prop bets are kind of cool i mean sometimes they have really good ones you were saying this year you think they're kind of down nothing really jumps out to me that's like super insane but I don't know. They're fun to do. It's become more of a norm. I like sports gambling. I like FanDuel, DraftKings, all that stuff. So this stuff's fun for me. <laughs> I actually really like my prop bets that I have written down. I, I, what I, uh, what I was saying is I think Vegas did a really poor job at setting prop bets this year. I think they messed up. But like I said to you earlier, normally when I think that they're spot on and I'm dead wrong. So yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead. Let's, uh, I'll let you go first on. I'll go. My first one, I have Travis Kelsey over seven and a half receptions. So even with Tyreek having 13 catches and almost 270 yards in the first game, Travis Kelsey still had eight catches for 82 yards. I don't remember the last time Travis Kelsey had under, or seven catches or under. He's been over 100 yards in both the playoff games. Um, I just see absolutely no way he goes under seven catches. So yeah. I think he's getting to eight, and he'll probably get in the 10-11 range. This should be a low-stress uh, prop bet in my eyes. Now, when we say these are ones we like, that's saying, like, these are the ones I'm most comfortable going with or putting money on, or you just like the prop itself. Like, you're yeah. confident it will be successful? Is that what you're saying? I am very confident in okay. all all of my five picks. All right, that's how I'm feeling too. Whenever I, you know, make my case, I just wanted to make that clear. But yeah. Um, do you want to switch off? Do you want me to keep going? That I'll care. I can rattle all these off. Yeah, go for it. Uh, my next one I got <laughs> is Chris Godwin under 75 and a half receiving yards. I think he's going to see a lot of Legarius Sneed in this game, and Legarius Sneed has, uh. Put up some of the best rookie corner numbers you'll see in a, he obviously didn't play the uh, full season due to injury, but his passer rating when he's targeted is really, really low. And Chris Godwin has had a drop problem 
and has not been super effective. And with Antonio Brown coming back for this game, I think more attention will be with Evans and Antonio Brown and Gronk than it will be with Godwin with Snead on him because Snead has that big playability. So under 75 and a half receiving yards for Godwin. Staying with the Bucks, I have over 29 and a half receiving yards for Rob Gronkowski. I think this is the dumbest line that Vegas set for a player. 30? All of these. Gronk in the first game against the wow. Chiefs had six catches for 106 yards. They set his reception or receiving yards total at 29 and a half for this game. He's going to be matched up against the worst part of the Chiefs defense, and that's the linebacking core. So, I mean, Brady obviously loves Gronk. I see absolutely zero chance that this over does not hit. Same with my next one, Ronald Jones. I have the over of .5 receptions for him. He just needs to catch a pass. That's all he needs to <laughs> for this bet to win. And yeah. he only did catch one pass in the first game, but it was a 37-yard touchdown, and he is much better at catching the ball out of the backfield than Leonard Fournette is. But for whatever reason, they throw to Leonard Fournette more out of the backfield, probably because teams don't guard him as much because he, he sucks out of the backfield, to put it plain and simple. Yeah. Can't catch. But I think – a healthier Ronald Jones with two weeks off, and he's going to be back to close to 100%. I think they could easily throw a screen, dump down, anything. That's all you need is just one. So very, I don't very, him with my X factor, honestly. I, I don't know why I like him so much, but and I'm also down on Fournette. I would rather have, I would rather give the ball to Jones. I I think anybody that's watched any Bucks game this entire season knows that Ronald Jones is a hundred times better than Leonard Fournette. I yeah. don't understand Bruce Arians' obsession with playing Leonard Fournette. I don't get it. Never have, never will. Uh, my last player prop bet is Tyreek Hill longest reception over 27 and a half yards. So I already talked about how I think that they're going to throw a lot of attention towards Tyreek Hill in this game. But Tyreek did burn them for big play after big play after big play in the first matchup. So I think it's safe to say that he's going to get one. And if they are playing him super over the top and letting him catch an underneath pass, he showed last week that he can turn a five, six yard slant into 60 yards. So his run after the catch ability is just as dangerous as him burning you over the top. So he's going to get a catch that's 28 yards or longer. Those are my prop bets. Yeah, I would like to know what his percentage of total receiving yards in his career is yards after catch. I bet it's like 40% or something crazy. Yeah, it's got to be something stupid. Yeah, he can juke you out. He's small. He's hard to tackle. He's a track athlete. Yeah, he's great. Yards after catch king. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's probably the best in the league at it right now. Yeah. Okay, well, I got a couple here too. Um, I'll start off with... We'll go ahead and keep going on the Leonard Fournette hate train, I guess. Total rushing yards by Leonard Fournette, under 48.5. I think they're going to be giving the ball to Ronald Jones more this game. Um, I like yours with the only needing um, one catch as well. I think that's the easiest one. So <laughs> if that's that just crazy. I'd be really upset. Yeah, that and the Gronk one is crazy. So, But anyway, yeah, I'm taking the under on 48.5 total rush yards by Fournette. I don't think he's going to be that much of a factor. I think last – not last week. They're his last game, he was the leading rusher for them and only had about 50, 55 yards. So I, I just don't think he's going to get that. I think no, I like that one, one a lot. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Um, Let's see here. Total touchdown passes by Patrick Mahomes, two and a half, so you need three. I'm going on the over with that. That's the favorite anyway, but I'm going to take three for him in this game. I think he has about 
three touchdowns, 340 yards. At most, one interception. I think it's going to take care of the ball pretty well. So I'm taking the over on two and a half touchdown passes. I think that one's set a little low, too. I don't get what Vegas is doing with all these. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's Vegas. Maybe they've, they've got I some mean, they, they know, that's they know better than out. anybody. Don't get it. I'm not trying to get it twisted. They know what the fuck they're doing, but yeah, <laughs> it just seems these pop off the board like they just you look at it and it's like there's no way this misses. Yeah, but that's what they want you to think. All right, next. Um, let's see here. First score of the game will be touchdown or field goal slash safety. I mean, what are the chances of a safety? So really, at this point, it's touchdown to field goal. I'm gonna take touchdown. I think both teams are going to execute very well in the red zone. It's going to be a higher scoring game than I don't know what the over under was. 50. 57, I think, is what yeah. I saw that. 56 and a half. I mean, that's pretty decent, but I think it's going to be up there. So I'm going to go on touchdown for first, first score of the game. It doesn't even specify if it has to be an offensive, defensive touchdown. So I, I thought what you meant by this was first player to score, like first touchdown score. No, first score will be a touchdown or field goal slash safety. So I'm going touchdown. Maybe we'll see uh Miko Hardman return for a touchdown. I don't know. I keep visioning that, so I'm gonna yeah. stick, I'm gonna stick with it. I I hope you add <laughs> into the truth and like it actually happens because that'd be awesome. It's just I'm telling you, it's due. I don't know. Maybe I'll find somewhere that you can bet on that. Put five bucks. I'm sure the <laughs> odds are pretty good, or not pretty uh, good, but I think um, I'm the payoff would be good. Down touchdown with you as well um but, i mean you bet on this being like within the game script within the first two drives for each team and both of these teams are going to be uberly prepared and their game scripts are going to be fantastic so i would expect a team to finish a drive whichever team it is that gets the ball first and gets down to the red zone first i would expect them to finish that drive with a touchdown rather than a field goal yeah no, I agree. And neither de- – I mean, the Bucks defense has been good. I don't know all the stats on the Chiefs defense, but neither defense, in my opinion, is going to be like, all right, we're going to lock down defense and our game plan is run the ball. I don't think that's going to be the game plan. I think it's going to be very aggressive on both ends of the field. Or it should teams. be. It I should. think they're going to be really aggressive. So Those are the ones I picked from ESPN. Do you have any other ones you want or any thoughts? Uh you want to take a stab at first touchdown score? That's like the that's the bet that you can put that'll get you the best payout. First player to score? Yeah, for uh, each player has certain odds on being the first touchdown score. The shitty part is you're betting on the first player to score and you don't know who's getting the ball first. Yeah, that is tough. Okay, well, what if it's a Mahomes to Kelsey touchdown pass? Kelsey gets it. So Mahomes only gets it if he runs the ball in. Correct. Wow. Okay. But that's exactly who I put for my first touchdown. Kelsey, that's what I was thinking Patrick too. Mahomes on a scramble. Oh, you think Mahomes on a scramble? Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask. I I didn't look up the rules for how that would play out because I'm so, like, well, it's I feel like it's easy money to take a quarterback. Yeah, no, it it has to be the person that is actually scoring the touchdown with the yeah. ball in their hands. But I think Mahomes, Mahomes is I don't know what what the odds are for him to be first touchdown scorer are, but they're going to be really good and. I mean, you can expect the Bucks' uh, pass rush to give him issues, and if they're in man, he's going to have a scrambling opportunity. He's shown he's shown it in the past, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think it could be him. It would be a really good payout, probably like plus a thousand, maybe plus eleven hundred. So it'll be up there. 
All right, well, we'll move on to MVP. I'm going to take uh, Patrick Mahomes as my MVP. He's probably the favorite. I believe he is. Um, he's the odds-on favorite. He's, yeah. It's yeah, just he's, part he's of it's the story. story. I mean, we haven't set our predictions yet, but sneak peek, I think the Chiefs are going to win. But it's just part of that story. I mean, the losing team's not going to get the MVP. So if I think the Chiefs are going to win – What's my main reason? I think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like I said, three touchdowns and over 340 yards. I think he's going to take care of the ball and be effective. So, If the Chiefs win, I think there is no other MVP candidate other than Patrick Mahomes. Um, a lot of people are saying the same thing for the Buccaneers if they win. But I really do firmly believe that if the Buccaneers win, it'll be a defensive MVP. And... I mean, I don't expect the Buccaneers to win, so I'm going to pick Mahomes as well. But I do want to throw that out there just in case the Bucks win and Shaq Barrett does win MVP because I do want to say I told you so. Just- <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, who votes on the MVP, honestly? It's not a fan vote. Um, Is it? I'm not I mean, sure. It, they do it pretty quick. You yeah, know, after about five minutes of the game. I'm not sure who picks the MVP for the Super Bowl. Bunch of old drunk guys that have been doing it for years. Yeah, more than likely. What a fun job that would be. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. And then probably the most important prop bet, uh, what do you think the color of the Gatorade's gonna be? Um I really wish I would have found that tweet that had the last eight, <laughs> eight Super Bowl color Gatorades. I know it was orange last year, so I'm gonna go blue. I'm just I have no reasoning, I'm going blue. See, I was going orange until you told me that it was last year, so now you're really making me, like, think, what are the chances that's going to be back-to-back Vegas same color? Not, Vegas is not – I mean, I guess that would be a classic Vegas uh, trick, though. I'm going to stick with orange. I don't know. Nobody's going to bet on orange because it was the Super Bowl last year. So let's make it orange again, and we win every single bet that gets put in on this dumb <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I do. I just close my eyes, and I just think of what could the big plays be. And I close my eyes, and I see Miko Hardman, and I see Mahomes with the MVP trophy getting splashed with Orange Gatorade. So, <laughs> Andy Reid getting Orange Gatorade for the second straight year. <laughs> That'd be nice. That's what I'm sticking with. All right, well, all your well, visions are true, though. I love all your visions. I know, vivid. Vivid, <laughs> all Chiefs visions, except for the Ronald, Ronald Jones making some big plays, too. But, I mean, he did that in the first game. He had nine rushes for 66 yards in the first game. Like, yeah. he was really effective. And one catch for 37 yards. Yeah, I would be surprised if he didn't have better numbers than Fournette. So, I could be wrong. You never know. They could give it to the older veteran guy, but I don't know. I would go with Jones. So. It happens a lot with this podcast stuff. When you have a lot of takes, you know, a lot. some of them are going to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> some of them are going to be wrong. All right, well. Let's move on to our last segment. We're going to cover um, prediction. So who's going to win and what's the score? Um, I actually think this is going to be a lower scoring game than a lot of people think. Um, rain is expected to be in the forecast. The last I saw, like 75% chance. But I've also heard that that might clear out by game time. Once again, you have no idea. It's Thursday and we're talking about the weather Sunday. And yeah. So... I have Chiefs 27-23. It was 27-24 the first time. I don't expect the Chiefs' offense to blow up crazy with the offensive line, but I do expect them to be successful. So Chiefs 27, Bucks 23. 
Nice. I'm going to take Chiefs uh, 31, Buccaneers 28. So Chiefs get the win. That hit the over, too. Yeah, I was going to say 59. So that's the over. I I think it's going to be high scoring. I think they're both going to take advantage of their opportunities that they get in the red zone. There's just so many, like, big play athletes that are going to be on the field. It's crazy. Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, they can always break out. Michael Harbin, we've talked about. Um, Even Mahomes being able to scramble. Brady, one thing I should have mentioned this in one of my keys, but he needs to, they need to protect him because he's, he can't get out and scramble as much and he's not going to be able to do it all game. So they need to protect him and let him stand in the pocket and step up and throw. He's not near as good at moving side to side in the pocket and avoiding pass rush or either. You saw it in the Green Bay game a couple times where a free blitzer was coming and he he jumped backwards and threw the ball. So he didn't get hit and like he threw three picks because of it. So. Yeah, they're going to have to protect him. I should have mentioned that in my keys, but anyway, I'm going to take 31-28. Chiefs get the win. Mahomes is my Mahomes is my MVP pick. Oh, I hope I hope everything we talked about comes true. <laughs> so nervous. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I mean, I've been obviously, you know, I keep up with the sports media a lot. A lot of talk today on the radio with like Mike Greenberg and ESPN that. I mean, they're hyping it up to be one of the best Super Bowls in the last 10, 15 years just because of the storyline, I guess, with the quarterback matchup. I mean, this is the dream quarterback matchup. It's it's the it's the GOAT versus the young GOAT, so. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one, that's for sure. Yeah. I think regardless of the outcome, Brady's coming back next year. Oh, 100%. Honestly. He's just such 100%. a competitor. Yeah. Even if they did get the win, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. I think yeah. Drew Brees will be gone, but all right. Well, you got anything else you want to add? I think that we pretty much covered it all up there. I don't think so. Cool. Well, thanks for joining me on the pod. I cannot thanks wait for, for Sunday. Me, of course. Yeah, of course, man. Nothing better than having some drinks, eating too much food, and watching the best football matchup of the year. So I'm looking Bingo. forward to it. Sunday night, five thirty. So probably start at five fifty, and you can't forget the commercials too. Yeah. So. It's going to be great. So Hopefully they have The Rock doing introductions again. Because that was electric last year. Yeah. You got the weekend at the halftime show. Quick thought on that. Um, I'm interested to see what the halftime show looks like with minimal fans and stuff. I want to see what they do with that. But, I mean, it's not the, it's not the worst Super Bowl halftime or anywhere near it. Yeah. So I think it'll be a good one. I think it'll be good, too. I'm a little excited for it. I'll take it. So, All right. That's all we got today on the Super Bowl preview. We'll do another NFL pod next week covering it. But thanks for joining me. And check us out on Twitter at NotUpForDiscussion. And then check us out on the webpage, uh, website, GMR-Media. Appreciate you having me on. No problem, man. See ya. See ya.